This is Wednesday, January 18th. Do you know that the definition of success has changed dramatically in the last 200 years? A few years back, a scholar did a comparison study of obituaries today and then looked at obituaries that were written soon after the United States became a nation in the late 1700s. It's surprising what people put in print today, as opposed to what they said about people all those years ago. Today, the major focus is often on the person's career success, how many years they put in at the firm, the status they built through their occupation. This is something we value. But in those older obituaries, there was often no mention of the person's employment at all. Instead of the things the person did, the focus was on the character qualities of that person. Was he kind? Was she generous? Was she a person of honor? Was he a person of character? Now here's our scripture passage for today. Titus chapter 1, verse 6 to 9. An elder must be blameless, faithful to his wife, a man whose children believe and are not open to the charge of being wild and disobedient. Since an overseer manages God's household, he must be blameless, not overbearing, not quick-tempered, not given to drunkenness, not violent, not pursuing dishonest gain. Rather, he must be hospitable, one who loves what is good, who is self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught, so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Now, as we have learned, Paul is writing Titus this little letter to help him form a congregation on the island of Crete. And the first thing Paul tell, tells Titus that he needs to do is to appoint elders. He calls them, these are the leaders that will be over the communities of the church there in Crete. Now, notice his description doesn't mention any skills. Instead, Paul tells Titus what sort of man this must be. Paul gives a list of character qualities. Why is this? Well, think about it for a moment. Who can be trusted to lead? And how does character engender respect that makes it possible for a person to guide others in a voluntary fellowship, such as the body of Christ? As it is said, character is the coin of the realm. People respond to character, and they're willing to follow. Now, what do we notice about these character qualities? Well, first, there is congruence. The character of this person is the same at home as in the community. He must have taught his own family well in the faith. Yes, faith in Christ begins at home. And the model of servant leadership in the home is carried over into life in the church. After all, can the person that cannot lead well at home with his own family possibly be trusted to lead the community of Christ? In the home, the children will reflect the faith of their father. Indeed, this is what was expected at the time when the church was coming to be. Children aspired to be as their parents were, and they walked in their footsteps. But second, there's a list of virtues, those character qualities. What do these words mean? Well, first, blameless is just as it sounds. This man's life must be exemplary. 
Not overbearing means that he is not to live to please himself. He must live with dignity and respect. He's not to move quickly to anger, but to be temperate and able to deal with difficult situations. And he must not have a drinking problem or be given over to overindulgence. He must not resort to violence when difficulties come. He must not seek after money dishonestly. It doesn't matter how much money he has if he makes it fairly. Then the next verse tells us what an elder must be. He must show hospitality. That is, he must be willing to invite strangers or outsiders into his home. He must be gracious and welcoming to them. He must love what is good and shun what is evil. Then Paul adds to a list of qualities to look for the church leaders that he must be self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. And finally, he must hold to the gospel, to the essentials of the faith. If he's to be an encourager of others, and at the same time be able to defend the faith when necessary, how can he do this if he doesn't hold to the faith himself? Now, I read this list, and it feels like a person bordering on perfection. And of course, no one possesses all of these qualities fully. All men struggle with sin and have the weaknesses of the flesh. But Paul tells Titus that these are the character qualities he should be looking for, because Titus is going to be entrusting to the body of Christ to these spiritual shepherds. That group is a precious group of people that have come to faith in Christ. Now, working through this description is always humbling. It's like holding up a mirror to our weaknesses so that they can be easily seen. But again, these characteristics are born of life in the Spirit and a walking with God in the Gospel. And that takes time. Every man is in process. Later in life, Paul called himself the chief of sinners. Even that long after he had walked with Christ and served as an apostle, he could still see deep sin in his heart. Perhaps that is the part we are missing when we look at the list. The elder is the man that is walking with God and learning the gospel every day and coming to rest more and more in Christ. Even as we hear this description, it's an encouragement to pray for our elders and also for those God is preparing to serve in the future. Let's pray. Holy God, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Only he who has clean hands and a pure heart. We know this means only Jesus is qualified to come into your presence, and that we can come to you only in Christ. We pray that you will fill our elders with your Holy Spirit, so that they will be equipped to lead us. Also help us to follow where they lead for the benefit of the name of Jesus. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 